Welcome to Wild Tater, the food forest podcast. Today we're going to talk about the northern spice bush, Lindira benzoin. I hope that's the way you pronounce it. That's the way it looks like it should be pronounced. This is a shrub layer, though for the first few couple few years it's going to occupy the herb layer because it does grow rather slowly. We'll talk about that further. In a moment, let's start with the cold hardiness zone. It can be grown from zones 4 to 9, which means it can withstand cold down to negative 30 Fahrenheit or negative 34 Celsius. It prefers a soil pH of 5.8 to 8.0, a very wide range of from alkaline down to acid soils. Its watering needs are interesting. They are medium in terms of just in general, but they don't like to dry out. Keep this in mind. It doesn't do well in a drought. I've Some sources suggest that it is drought tolerant, but I suspect that it, this is only after it is very well established and only occasional drought because it does prefer wet ground. It prefers water. Uh, in fact, uh, if you've got to choose between watering it less or watering it more, it will take the more better. Its blooming season is early spring. Its harvest season is autumn. The fruiting age is from about three years on up. And I will say it's at about three years that they might start fruiting. It may be later, five, six years. I don't know for sure, but uh, but three years is pretty much the minimum you can expect to see the fruit. To pollinate for fruit, um, the spice bush is dioecious, which means that any individual plant is either a male or a female. You're going to need a male and a female to produce fruit, and the fruit will only grow on the females. That said, keep in mind that the bark and the leaves are also useful for the intended purpose of the spice bush. So um, if you're trying to get seed or fruit, definitely make sure you have some females and at least one male. If you're just doing it for the twigs or leaves, then it doesn't actually matter unless you're planning on breeding it. Okay, its uh, size at maturity is anywhere between six and 12 feet or two to four meters tall and wide. As far as the sun needs, it will prefer a little bit of shade, some full sun. It can take full shade to full sun, so it's a very diverse in terms of the placement in your yard other than it wants water. So if you've got a spot that is wet, possibly shadier than most of your other things like, or maybe the irregular in the amount of shade and sun that they get or something like that, maybe a, a harsh, you know, slightly alkaline or slightly too acidic soil, it will take those just fine. Its preferred habitat is probably a damp deciduous forest stream bank or a swampland. So again, that water thing it really likes. But being shaded, eh, it's fine. The growth rate of the northern spice bush is slow or slow to medium. Um, some sources say up to one to two feet per year, which in my mind is pretty fast, but if those are just single, slow-growing twigs, you know, rather than in multiple directions, then yeah, that is pretty slow. 
and it is said to grow slower in the shade. So you want to keep that in mind if you're putting it in a shady spot. And slow growth is not necessarily a bad thing because uh, although we don't know the, uh, the predictable age that this will grow to, it is said to be a long-lived shrub. Um, so whatever that means, whether it be, you know, a few decades or a few centuries, I don't know. But um, just keep in mind that the slower any woody thing grows, the more likely it is to live longer. So if you're looking for longevity, um, then slow growth is a good thing. Its reproductive rate, and this is good to keep in mind because of its slow growth, is low. It's not going to take over your yard. It's not going to become invasive or aggressive. It's actually kind of a slow grower or slow to reproduce in that sense. And uh, your best chance of reproducing it intentionally is through the seeds. And you can look up, you know, how to sprout spice bush seeds. What I've heard is that it's good for them to dry out first, which is interesting, it being such a wet friendly plant it makes me think that it prefers to be propagated by birds because birds will you know eat the seed and then drop them in a place that where they can dry out and then they will grow and hopefully they find enough water to to survive but if you're trying to propagate them yourself then probably seed is going to be the way to go the plant family is the Lauraceae family, or the laurels, and that brings us to the end of the, the uh, section of, of how this plant prefers to grow. Now let's talk about what you use it for. Spicebush is very well named. It is a spice or a seasoning, and it is a very versatile uh, spice in terms of how you get that spice. You can get it out of the twigs, you can get it out of the leaves, and you can get it out of the fruit. And depending on what you're using it for or how potent you need, um, the fruit tends to have the greatest amount of flavor in it. Probably next would be the twigs and then the leaves after that. Um, as to what it tastes like or what it's used for, it can be a substitute for allspice. Some people who like both allspice and spice bush prefer spice bush um, to allspice. And you'll find it in cookies, you'll find it in muffins, pies, cakes, all that kind of thing. Anywhere where you might use allspice, you can use um, spice bush. And because it is a perennial and cold hardy and all that stuff, it's probably easier to grow than something like actual allspice, which is more of a tropical type plant. So there's two ways that you can use the berries, since they are generally the favorite uh, use as a spice. Um, one is to use the green berries the moment they first start showing up. Now these, if you have them under ripe and, and small and green, they're going to have a spicy citrus flavor that almost tastes like black pepper. I've heard it um, compared to black pepper. And their most intense flavor is while they are small like that, but their optimal flavor as a green uh, fruit 
is right before they turn red. So they're full size, but they're still green. That is when you will have the best flavor of spicy green berries. More commonly, the uh, fruits are eaten when they have fully reddened um, because the flavor does broaden. And I have heard them described many ways, but uh, um, probably the most common is that they, they have a sweet, resinous, and complex flavor, which of course also matches the uh, description of allspice. They are a, a very um, intense flavor, definitely a spice and not something that you're just going to gobble down like you might with raspberries or, or gojis or something like that. My guess is that that would be a bit much. <laughs> but uh, they are also often, the red berries are often kept and dried. You can also dry the green berries, by the way, if you're wanting to preserve them. You can dry them. Most often that's done with a dehydrator. But I'm sure leaving them too dry could be possible too, as long as it's a good dry place that you're trying to dry them, obviously. And um, though it'll have more details on individual recipes that you find for spice bush, um, these uh, dried berries can be used whole or they can be ground up um, into powder uh, as a seasoning and so forth. And, uh, and so like I said, the berries are where it's most commonly used. However, you can use the leaves. They have a subtler flavor, but they can be harvested at any time of the year. They can be used either fresh or dried, but you don't want to store them fresh, which means, you know, take green leaves and then, I don't know, put them in a bottle in the fridge or something like that, because they do tend to ferment fairly quickly. And so uh, if you dry them good, then you can preserve them. If you're going to use them fresh, go ahead and use them. If you're going to dry them, then, then find a way to dry them quickly, such as a dehydrator or nice dry location, maybe with a fan or something. And it is said by some, or it is suggested by some, that using the dry leaves for tea is better than making than the flavor of the fresh leaves as tea, which is kind of consistent with most teas. The uh, letting them dry out will get rid of that green kind of lettucey or spinachy flavor that they sometimes have when they're um, used fresh. Now, for uh, if you are going to wanting to make tea out of the spice bush, the recommended use is the twigs. Twigs are are loaded with flavor. The twigs, uh, the bark particularly, um, the fresh twigs are best. Though dried, can be um, preserved and so forth and used later. But uh, as far as if you just got a if you've got a choice in the matter, fresh twigs are going to be preferable and you know, you can make your tea by putting the twigs right in the tea water and so forth and in order to make spice bush tea. And some sources uh, suggest just using the twigs. Others, you know, the, the fruit is best. Then there are some sources that use the leaves. So again, it's a very versatile plant as far as uh, what you're using. And I would recommend trying all three for different purposes and so forth. We will include some spice bush recipes on our Pinterest board, which I have now sorted into different categories, such as, you know, entrees and, and uh, desserts, uh, spices and seasonings, 
um, jams and jellies and so forth. Tell me if that is too confusing because I will tell you that most of the recipes cross the genres. And so if you're looking for something specifically for a particular kind of plant and you just want to see all the different options, then it may be a little bit harder to search them that way. But my point is, let me know. Let me know if, you, if that makes it more difficult for you. My thought is um, to create over time this board full of great recipes for food foresters or perennial gardeners who, you know, so that when they get on and they want to make some cookies or something, they can get on and see all the different cookie recipes and say, oh yeah, I've got gojis. We can use some of my dried gojis for, you know, for these cookies or whatever. Anyway, so um, one other thing I'll mention about the spice bush, it does have some medicinal uses, um, such as treating the symptoms of cold, congestion, and even fevers. Though I will say, as far as hardcore medicinal use, I highly recommend um, and even insist that you do some more personal research before using them medicinally. Now, having said that, it's I'm not as concerned. If you've tasted this and, and have verified with your body that you are not allergic to it because, you know, any new plant that you try, you do want to do a quick little trial or a, not a quick little trial, a, a small trial, try, taste a little bit and make sure you don't have any reaction. Maybe taste again in a couple of days later in a larger quantity and then make sure you don't have any reaction and then after that use it, you know, to your heart's content. Um, but, you know, once you verify that you are not allergic to the spice bush, um, then go ahead and use it as a food in order to treat certain things. For example, if you're going to make spice bush tea, or if you're going, if you have a cold and, you know, go ahead and make some spice bush tea because you can use that whether or not you have a cold. It's not just a medicine, it's a food. And just like something like turmeric is good for reducing inflammation in the body and other things, you know, make yourself some nice spicy curry that's loaded with turmeric or, you know, some cheesy popcorn with turmeric, something like that, you know, that you're going to use the flavor anyway, since it's doing the function that uh, you're, you're desiring anyway, go ahead and make that food as your medicine. There's this uh, concept of let food be thy medicine, which is a good guideline for using herbs medicinally. Um, Basically, it comes down to if you would eat this as a food on an everyday basis and it has this health benefit or medicinal treatment benefit, then go ahead and make that. So, um, and as for one other point to the uh, medicinal or health uses, the fruits of the spice bush have been used to reduce or relieve flatulence. So, and in case you're not aware of it, otherwise cumin is another example of how this is used, which is interesting. Very popular in Mexican food, which also uses a lot of beans. Are you seeing where I'm going with this? Include the beans and the uh, the cumin together and you're kind of, you know, negating any issues that you might have otherwise had. Good to keep in mind for the northern spice bush. So if there's particular cookies or cakes that that tend to give you that effect, go ahead and throw some spice bush in there. See if it uh, 
prevents that. Anyway, thanks again, you guys, so much for listening. Thank you.